to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on top of the day, couple guess too We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Can we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, London ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of our own island It's only got money, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the shell side, with the shell side With the shell side, what we see With the shell side, with the shell side Now it's a new London thing Yo, 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 yo. It's the Shelf Side Podcast, episode 81. What's happening, Lero? How you doing, my bro? Yo, bro, I'm here, man. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Back again, ready to go. Back again, permanent replacement for Quabna, who's slacking again. Permanent? I don't know about permanent, <laughs> but yeah, I'm here when need be. How are you, though? Yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right, bro. Getting this thing done, as we do. Um, you might have to cover for me for the next couple of weeks. Unless oh, I yeah. can um, yeah. pod from the sun. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe that might be a good angle, to be fair. Because uh, where you're going, it's kind of like um, nothing can get you down. So even if we're doing badly, it might be a good angle to come from. Do you know what I mean? Very true. Didn't I'm going to take my mic. I'm taking my laptop, but I'm going to take my mic. Right, cool. And my headphones. <laughs> so it's good, but not so good at... Um, hot spell way it seems uh, at the moment so we've heard news of a postponement uh, the Europa Conference League game against Wren at home tomorrow has been postponed okay. um, because of the Covid outbreak at Tottenham so that's 8 players and 5 members of the team I'm sorry of the staff yeah. so 13 in total now I'm not going to go through naming the players because that hasn't been confirmed, but players like Son, Ben Davies have been mentioned in that group of originally six or five from yesterday and then a further three today. Yeah. But regardless, oh, Romero was part of that as well. Regardless, that's eight players plus injured players, which is probably leaves us with 11 to 12 first team players, regular first team players. Now, yeah. Conte is had his press conference today and was actually a bit bit concerned. He said it's a bit scary. Um, I think he was scared because of the unknown factors, obviously the new variant, but more so the fact that it was eight yesterday and now thirteen today, and who knows what could happen tomorrow. Yeah. So maybe as a club they haven't really got to grips with the first case how it's spreading, who's got it, and who else is going to get it. So they seem a bit surprised. And I think that um, it is a real big thing because, as I said, 13, it could be more tomorrow. And what we do know is UEFA do not like to postpone games. They very rarely postpone games. Yeah. And if they are postponed, they're played the very next day because they like to keep a tight ship because they don't have many windows. And the windows they have, they want to get the games done. Yeah. And I think their rule book states that if they have 13 fit players and a goalkeeper, yeah. then or I think it's 14 fit players they can play. So yeah. Yeah, we must have... a goalkeeper so, out of the 25. And a goalkeeper, yeah. yeah. So 
we must not have that or they must recognize that we may not have that tomorrow okay. the way it's going yeah so for me it's a bit of a pandemic going on down at um hospital way at the moment yeah. and of course uh the premier league have cancelled or postponed games with fewer numbers of covid cases so they did it for fulham i think we were supposed to play fulham last season yeah. i think they had six cases and they did it for the man city game as well so we could have a postponement well we do have a postponement tomorrow we could have a postponement for sunday's game and obviously last week or the week before we had a postponement for the burnley game yeah yeah so we could have three fixtures to fulfill um, shortly. Also, if we finish second in that Europa Conference League group, we can't win it. So we're either going to be knocked out or, or we um, finish second. And if we do, we have a two-legged playoff to fit in as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Not to yeah, not to mention, not to mention, we're in a quarterfinal of the. Um, Carabao Cup to be yeah. played after Liverpool came. I think that's three days before Christmas, and we've got more coming in the FA Cup. So one would think that we get through to the fourth round. So we've got a kind of calendar crunch fixture pile up. And I guess two questions for you, bro. Um, as I've rubbed it on, two questions: yeah. A, should we consider limping out of the Europa Conference League? And B, do you think? And I guess A will tell me part of your answer to B. But B, do you think it's better to have games in hand, or has this, or will this kill, kill our momentum? Um, I think the first thing I was thinking yesterday that we should just limp out. I think we shouldn't even be in it. Um, I don't think we've got a squad enough, size enough to actually do. Uh, playing all these competitions and be competitive. So I was thinking, do you know what? As much as I would love to win it, let's just limp out of this one and focus on, <clears throat> you know, the things at home. I think it helps us as well, gives us more time to train, etc. Uh, more time for um, Conte to implement his idea. And um, I was, yeah, I was a big, you know, fan for limping out yesterday. Um I still What's changed? Like, no, no, I probably, I still feel like limping out now, but you know, like it's like they've actually now um, decided that they're going to postpone the game. So it's like, well, you know what, we could get our team back together and we can, you know, uh, go for it. But the thing I'm also thinking is that you don't just come back from COVID and you're back to being Ben Davis or whoever it is, you know. Whoa, 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 sorry. Did you just use a yeah. reference for a top player and use Ben Davis. No, I was just, just no, it wasn't a top reference. It was just meaning that Ben Davis doesn't come back or any player doesn't come back and be their best self, you know? Oh, okay, okay. And I think we've given, ben enough, bit, we've given okay. ben enough stick. So sometimes, you know, and he's been a, a loyal player. Um, listen, I'm still not, he's still not a world-class player, but um, sometimes credit is, you have to give credit where credit's due, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that's that. Um... You, you. What was your second question? Hold on, I forgot. Okay. Second question was: Do you think that it's good to have games no. in hand? No, 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 no. It's nice to have games in hands, 
But game in, a game in hand doesn't mean that it's a winning hand, does it? You know, and you have to no. win that game. And considering that we're at the stage where I think I read something yesterday that th- regardless of whatever, that uh, Ren's game has to be played by the 31st of December, before the 31st of December, mate, it's going to be quick and, uh, thick and fast, you know? So for me, uh, a game in hand is nice to have cause, because of the run we had. But equally, if we ended up not playing for the next couple of weeks, people will start overtaking us. You know, like, okay, the game in hand might work now because we're still similar in games and, you know, maybe we've only played two games or a game less. When it's three and four games less, you know, people are going to start racking up points and then the pressure's on to actually win those games and you have to be informed. And I think we were uh, in the ascendancy at the moment, regardless of who we played and how well we played, We've got like three wins on the bounce. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm not too sure about this uh, game in hand scenario. I mean, well, games in hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Not since the beginning of the season, August, early September, have we won three Premier League games on a trot. Mm-hmm. I don't care who the opposition is at this stage, but there was certainly momentum building, even though we lost in Europe to Amora. Yeah. Um, the ideas um, that Conte was trying to implement or has been trying to implement it would have served well playing a game against Burnley um, and then a good test against Brighton away um, after hopefully what would have could have been five undefeated games and possibly four wins on the bounce. Yeah. Um, no, I'm getting ahead of myself there, but it could have been. Um, so without having those games in hand now, um, and you made a good point, Oh, sorry, without having played those games, we still have them in hand, but without having played those games um, and building up that momentum and understanding and that confidence, we probably are going to go into fixtures against the likes of Liverpool yep. and the Carabao Cup quarterfinal that I mentioned um, with no real match fitness um, in hand because, as you touched on, Ben Davies can't come back to being Ben Davies after 10 days of COVID. Because COVID, I don't care, even if you are a supreme athlete, some of the supreme athletes have been knocked out and beat up by COVID. Some haven't, but some have had affected breathing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, you're not going to be allowed to do anything for 10 days. You can do stuff in your, at home, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's not, and, you can't simulate it, can you really? Yeah, and I'm not saying we were going to beat Liverpool. I'm not even saying we're going to draw against Liverpool. However, I know that regardless, 10 days out is not going to be good um, to face Liverpool, even at home, yeah. um, This on the 19th, I think it is. Yeah, I agree. So you're right. You're right. We definitely, definitely, hopefully it's only one game and hopefully we can get the majority of the squad back. But it's going to be interesting. And right now, I think we're all waiting with bated breath to see what happens tomorrow. And if there are more cases and just really try and get a grip of how bad this crisis is at Hotspur Way. Come on, bro. It's Spurs. It's going to be the worst in the league. You know it's going to be the I know. I know this. This can only be Spurs. The time... We've already had crisis this season, and the time that we thought we were getting it together, um, this happens. Yeah. And then it just... It even exploded. More cases today. And you're right. It's going to be more cases tomorrow. 
and yeah, it's which it's always going to be unprecedented. We're always going to set a record, and we're always going to be the first to do something ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, crazy. unfortunately, but we did have good news at the weekend. Yeah, we won. We won our third game on a trot in the league. Yeah, we beat Norwich three yeah. nils. In case you've been living under a rock, as um, Cobner would say, um, we beat Norwich three nil. Convincing on paper, but some would argue not so convincing. Um, there was some creativity. Uh, we didn't boss possession to a a possession-based side, but a relegation-threatened side, a really a championship-level side, without being disrespectful. Yeah. Um, we had defensive lapses. Um, how do you think we played? Wow, how long have you got? I've got five minutes allocated to this question. All right, cool. So I'll speak fast. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, I enjoy what Conte's doing. Uh, I truly know that we're limited. Uh, Conte is doing a good job for our limitations. And, I, you know, obviously, you know, coaching, watching football, you know, being involved in football week in, week out, you know, I'm looking at things and I'm saying to myself, do you know what, he's doing a good job for what we've got there. Um, I even thought in the Brentford game, was it the Brentford game? Yeah. No, the Leeds sure. game, the Leeds game. I thought, I was thinking to myself, and I didn't want to say it out loud because I was thinking uh, people might think, mm, he's a bit of a weirdo. But I felt like we are playing this, we'll soak up the, uh, the we'll soak up the attacks in the first half, we'll try break, but in the second half is where we're going to give our main energy, you know? And I think the same in the Norwich game. I think, you know, he, we're not as fit as he wants us to be. So we do a lot of soaking up, then we break. Cool. I accept that. I could take that. A lot of players have, uh, you know, started to kind of um, find their feet. You know, we're, we're putting more attacking we're putting more people into attacking places, which is great. You know, I, I really enjoy that. Um, but you know what I've realised out of this whole thing? And it's not that I didn't know it, but it's kind of uh, confounded it. Is that we don't have the players to play a system. We haven't got a lot of quality players. And I know now know why Kane is not good for Spurs at the moment, but he's good for England. And that's because he does well at a team that dominates the football. And you remember, he's a year older. And what we're asking him to do, you know, yeah, you know, press this, that, the other, even though we're not really pressing. But uh, in our moments where we do press, that's not Kane. He ain't got that in his legs. You stick him in a Man City team where they dominate possession, and he could be a pivotal point for them, mate. You'll see the Harry Kane of old. And that's why he look, he scores for England, regardless against who they play. So for me, ultimately, I'm happy with what I see. I understand what I, I'm seeing. But I do know we need, uh, we need reinforcements to kind of get to the next level with Conte. That's it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Conte has said that we need... Um... We need better quality. Yeah. Um, we're lacking in quality. I think that's been evident. I think we 
even the most optimistic Spurs fan, and I think I'm one of them at times, believe that we had more quality in the squad than we actually do have. Um, and it's been evident that the last two managers, probably three managers even if you look at um, what Jose did, not counting Mason, they really tried to stick to settled sides. They found a core and didn't believe that the others were really good enough to play. Um, And literally, Conte has done that. He hasn't played quite a few players that are available to him for various reasons. And he's played, if he could have played the same starting eleven for all of his four Premier League games, he would have, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I believe that. So it, it, it does feed into what you're saying. Uh, and I think he settled for being secure. We've got three clean sheets in four Premier League games. Yeah. And so conceded one in four, which is a big contrast to the previous four Premier League games under, or the last four Premier League games under Nuno. Now, even though we are a bit more solid, th- there were three major defensive lapses on Sunday. Yeah. They should have scored three. Yeah. The XG and our XG and their XG expected goals were the, pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, the difference is... We had a world-class goal from Lucas. We've got Son. Um, so a bit more quality up front. They've got Pukki, who's decent, but he's not a top, top Premier League striker. And I've said this before, that our defence, especially Eric Dyer, who has played okay. Yeah. However, if you really watch and you played in, in defence, you would have seen this. We've spoken about this before, but if you really watch Dyer, as commanding as he was against, I guess, Brentford and Leeds, and commanding by not really making mistakes and bringing the ball up, I think is what we see more. Him being the quarterback of the defensive unit. Against Norwich on Sunday, what I saw were three glorious opportunities, two of which, I'm not saying they were directly his fault, but what I'm saying is, when the balls come across from the wide places into the box, as a commanding centre-half, you make yourself a magnet to that ball. Yeah. What he, what he does, he drops back and doesn't engage. And well, he didn't engage in the last one. Sanchez didn't engage in the last one. They had a free shot on goal. Yeah. And in the prior one, he didn't engage. And that's because he doesn't have natural defensive instincts. And I don't see that changing overnight with him. Romero would have engaged because he's that kind of defender. So, I can see that continuing. It didn't hurt us and it hasn't hurt us in the last three games. But when we play sides with better centre-forwards, better strikers, natural strikers, 15 goal a season Premier League strikers or more, we're going to be punished. No, I totally agree. The only thing I don't agree with is that you need better (coughs) strikers to score those goals. That is a team lacking confidence. You yeah. know, one of them go in, I guarantee the other one goes in. Mate, they were sitters. Sitters. Honestly, they were sitters in and around the six-yard six box. How are the balls getting in there? At, mate, they must have thought we had a false field 
like Star Trek force field around uh, Loris's goal because two of them, I don't know how they didn't even get them on target. You get yeah. them on target, they go in. Do you know what I mean? Um, they're that close. They're that close. So for me, I'm not even looking at a, a so I'm quite scared in that fact that they, they're not a top, uh, top side, but yet they were <coughs> able to carve out chances like that. It's just that where their mentality is at, where, you know, where their head's at at the moment, and luck, and lady luck, because we know football's, uh, you have to have a bit of luck in football. Mate, it just wasn't their day, because that could have been a free, free draw all day. All day, every day. Lucky Sanchez kind of got us on the move again, and that's with the extra bodies in the in the penalty box we never had under Nuno, and hardly ever under, um, what's his name, Jose, or Jose. So, um... Yeah, you know, for me, I, I can't take it as, oh, yeah, you know what, a better side. I just know on another day, that would have been 3-3. Free, free. Yeah, I think we, I think you're right. The, the chances were, for me, unacceptable. Um, I was going to say we were the more commanding side, but we didn't have the majority of possession. We had the, the majority of the chances. Um, wouldn't say we had better chances because they were three good chances, but we obviously scored three goals. One was a worldie. And let's, let's talk about that worldie because Lucas comes under much, 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 much criticism. And yes, his final pass isn't always great. Um, however, he can be unplayable, especially against sides of this nature. He can be unplayable. And right now, he's in the side, and many would argue he's in the side, and he is stifling our creativity, right? Because everyone would say, if he's not playing, then uh, Dombele could play or Lo Celso could play because you're not going to drop Son or Kane. Later, right? later. <laughs> I'm just saying what people have been saying. But... Sunday proved, and even against Leeds, where he created three big chances and should have had two assists, um, he proved that he has cutting edge. And he is actually the one player of the forward three that always drives us forward, regardless. He gets it, he turns, he drives. Yep. He creates chances, opportunities, momentum, t territory gain, breaking yep. of lines, whatever, yep. however you want to describe it, he does that. Son can do it. Son doesn't do it every time he receives the ball. Listen, and he's, he's a limited baller. You, there's not many ballers like him in the Premiership. Full Very stop. few. Very few Full that can stop. actually get the ball. He is akin to, in different style, but akin to um, Maximum, St. Maximum and Adama Traore, where they like to get the ball and they run. However, the difference between those two is they're more open-field runners yeah. And they often feel and receive the ball facing goal, where Son is receiving the Son, Lucas is receiving the ball a lot of the time with his back to goal, having to turn and then get going. Any he receives any direction, any di he could be facing the touchline, either touchline, back to goal, front to he gets the ball all over the place, and he will do something with it. Do you know what I mean? We we uh, a lot of times we get frustrated with him because obviously it doesn't come off. But um, for me, now, with a player like that, how could they even say Dem Dombele? D listen, D 
different argument. Uh, and I, I know you was in full flow there. I just wanted to jump in. Um, let's look at his, his his stats. Let's see. Look at what he covers. Let's see how many times uh, he breaks up play. You know, he breaks up play. He starts defending from the front. This yep. guy gives his all every game he plays. There's not one game he doesn't run tackle. I'm not saying it always comes off. You know no. what he tries to do, but. He is such a consistent player, but somewhat inconsistent, if you get what I mean. Yeah, you're consistent in his, well... <clears throat> application. Let's look at it like this. I think the term teacher's pet has been used. No. Weird. No. <laughs> no. And the person that says that, shame on you. And you know oh, who no. you are. I'm not going to say... I'm not saying any names, but shame on you. No, no. I think why he said teacher's pet um, is that is what it has been deemed as because every manager plays him. And as we said, he divides opinion, Lucas. But for the reasons you have mentioned, the reasons I have mentioned in this pod, I think he's a vital element of the team, especially this current version of the Spurs eleven. Yeah. Now, the only frustration I have with Lucas is I think most of his tricks come off I think most of his dribbling comes off and definitely breaking up play and defending from the front playing always playing with heart always playing with a smile um, I love that it's just his final pass sometimes can be careless and yes we lose possession but I often argue that if he didn't do what he did in the first place twist away from a man spin out dribble past one and then have the idea to pass it we wouldn't be in that position. We wouldn't be that high up the field if it wasn't for the likes of a Lucas, um, especially given the way we play. So I can forgive him for that because he will score a goal like he did on Sunday, which was absolutely sexy and will be in the December goal of the month and hopefully it wins. Ridiculous goal. Ridiculous. And you know what? No, I'm not having it. I'm diving back in there and I'm telling you, the only reason the pass doesn't come off is because they're not on his wavelength. And yes, Kwabna, I said it. I said it. They're not on his wavelength. So he's having to check the pass that he wants to do to do the pass that they need him to do. But it's not the right pass. And I'm defending. No, I can't do it. Yes, I am. I'm defending him. I'm defending him. You're on Lucas's payroll. You are on Lucas. Yeah. I've seen some of Lucas's passes. And he's not on his wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> And so, the thing is, he has the right idea. It's just the wrong execution. Yeah, no, sometimes it's true. it's true. It's true. But do you know what? I don't. I don't mind a player who wants to play it forward and wants to be playing that cutting edge pass. And yeah, how many players actually achieve nine out of ten cutting edge passes in no. a row? They don't. No. And you know, I think the, the biggest thing for me is this. We've, we've kind of almost banished his name now. You know the guy that has... I don't know if they're real locks, but they're coloured. And uh, he plays for... Well, I think he plays for Spurs. For me, his application to a professional uh, career is not that. Lucas is older, gives you the mileage, gives you the attitude, turns up for trade. Listen, man, his application to the game alone... Uh, deserves praise and that's you know he didn't even want to come to Spurs if we remember that 
Yeah, and that's why he's teacher's pet, and that is why he would have an apple in his bag every training session. I don't like um, that teacher's pet thing, though, I swear. No, 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 we banter. But i tell you yeah. who could be a teacher's pet. It's only oh. Skip. Yeah, go on. I think he's coming into his own. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And maybe it was fantastic against his old club, like his loan club. I think that was um, part of it. Yeah, some of the tackles, some of the recovery tackles that he did to win the ball but keep it under control and get up and play, um, I thought was really good on Sunday. And we've seen good forward passing from him. And I think he's playing a slightly more advanced than Hoybier and could be turning into an eight um, for us, an eight of sorts. Yeah. So I'm really liking Skip over the last two games. And let me ask you a question. Go on. If you had to choose, if there's one um, place up for grabs in the heart of Spurs midfield, the DM role, you could only choose one, who are you choosing, Skip or Hoybier, right now? This is a deep question. Do you know yeah. why it's a deep question? Because I think neither of them understand the role 100% yet. And if they both understood it 100%, because there were some things they'd done in the match, you could see that they, they understood it. And then other things they'd done, you was like, well, you're not meant to be there. You should have been, you should have been covering or this, that, the other. So, uh, and I, you, know, I, you know, granted, there's gonna, it's going to take time. But right now, it's got to be Skip. It's got to be Skip right now. Hoybier seems tired. It seems like how he was at the end of... Uh, last season, you know, like he's played too many games, you know, I think he needs to be unshackled sometimes, you know, against the right teams. And I just think there's a, an amalgamation of things that need to happen with him to keep him happy as a player, you know. And I know he's kind of dedicated and, you know, strict to what he needs to do. But it's like anything, if you do it for too long and you kind of lose sight of the enjoyment side of it, then you're never going to perform as well as you should. Do you know what I mean? And I, there's something, I look at him and I think, look, he's popping up with more goals this season, so we can't forget things like that. But he just, you know, maybe he's taking a back seat. Maybe he actually needs this rest, you know, because when he was immense for us, you know, he wasn't scoring goals. All he did was destroy what any other team was trying to do. He was doing those tackles like Skip's doing in the box or recovering the balls that are just bouncing off. You know, like they ricochet off the goalkeeper. Yeah. He was there to, to spin around and, you know, deliver the ball away from goal. It was Hoybier and it was skipping the Norwich game. So for me, it's not like Hoybier hasn't done that for us. Do you know what I mean? Uh, definitely. I think you're right. I think we've touched on it in the pod before. Hoybier fatigue. And I, he got injured at the end of the game. And I was going to say, could miss some time. But he may miss time, but we're not playing games at the minute. So um, maybe he will get a good rest and come back. Um, or maybe it's an opportunity for somebody else to come in, whether it be Dombele, Lo Celso, or dare I say it, Winks. But we shall see because we may not play any games in the time that Hoibier is injured. Um can I ask you a question? Go for it. Do you trust Dom Dombele at the moment? Do I trust him? <clears throat> yeah. Not seen him, but um, do I trust him? I trust him to break a line or two. Yeah. I trust him to jog. 
I trust him to absolutely break somebody's ankles. Yeah. Um, I trust him to give the ball away. Um, I trust him to look languid, and I trust him to get a couple of shots off. Um, I trust him more than Winks, though. And no, that's not a, a, a high benchmark right now, but I definitely trust him more than Winks, and I probably trust him. Actually, I do trust him more than the Celso. So, but yeah, I know what you mean, but I trust him more than those two. Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask because I've gone from really trusting this guy to not really trusting him at all. Um, you know, and that, yeah, I'm not going to dwell on that because that wasn't even part of the this kind of questioning, but. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there because I just don't feel like I've got the same trust for him that I did. I, I know what you mean. All I'm going to say there is I think he's a player that needs an arm around him. He needs to be playing and he needs to be happy, as you were touching on with Hoybier. And I think if he feels like he's got that manager's confidence and trust, I think he performs. I don't think he's that type of player that's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to roll my sleeves up. Yeah. I'm going to make you play me. So... So what more does he want? Does he want the, the, the 200 bags, the hug, the supermodel, the, the he super wants it all. car? Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. You get top paper, then don't worry. For me, if you're getting the toppest paper, don't look for a hug. Don't look I for a hug. I hear you, but you know it's not his fault. What, that he's getting top paper? No, it's the club. The club decide they want him, they, he's asked for it, they give it to him. I know what you mean. If you're the highest earning player, you should be able to come in and perform and give me eight out of tens. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. Especially yeah. in in Europe against Minowas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's like unacceptable. Like completely, everyone should hold their heads in shame. But especially Don Belay should be in man, left, right and centre. It should be so easy to him. He should be playing with the biggest smile. Do you think, I'm not comparing him to Ronaldinho, but do you think Ronaldinho Come wouldn't on, have sambered his way from one edge of the box to the other whilst, like, eating a plate of food in that game? Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Of course. So, All he's going to say is, listen, just give me a goalkeeper. You, man, take the night off. Give it the ball. Yeah. And I'll run for a box. So just give it the ball. All I need is a goalkeeper. Like, and that is what I was expecting of my man. All I need is a goal. Uh, uh, who is it? Gali who is it? Galini? Galini, yeah. yeah. Just give me Galini. Just give me we'll Galini. Go. You, man, just give me the ball. Like, take the night off and I'll do the rest. And, uh, yeah, it just was so far from, that. you know, even happening. It's unbelievable. I hear you. I hear you. But somebody who we are trusting more and more. Go on. Somebody who you even trust in your inner spirit, called his name earlier in the podcast. And we're oh, talking about none other Benjamin. than... Go on. Benjamin. Benjamin <laughs> Davies. <sighs> to be fair to the kid, to be fair to him, he's not a kid, yeah. but to be fair to Ben Davies, right, he's actually played decent in the last few games. And we touched on last week um, the players that have benefited under Conte. And neither of us mentioned him, although he was should have been an honourable mention at the time. Yeah. He got an assist on Sunday and actually he's looked good. He's looked good in overlapping Reguillon. And he's looked good in underlapping. And yeah, they've got a that is, on that, that's yeah. a new thing. 
Yeah. Old thing, but new thing. Yeah, they've got, they got a thing going on out there, to be fair. And I think it's the perfect position for him because he ain't got the legs or the speed to deal with the left-back, whether he's in a four or uh, or a five to play the wing-back. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's working out for him, yeah? Definitely working out for him. But that's the key thing that you touched on, right? Because I'm just going to break that down a little bit there, a bit more, because we've always argued with Ben Davis that he doesn't win his individual battles, right? Yeah. And at left back or left wing back, he doesn't and he won't. And one of those key attributes is pace. Yeah. Or strength or size. Like Alonso's not quick, but he had size and he had a sweet left foot so he could make up for some of the things with his goals. And I think the other thing I always used to criticise Ben Davies for was... Um, driving, getting to the halfway line or beyond, or any time he was on the drive, if he couldn't directly cross the ball, he would have to play the ball back inside. And his pass inside would often find the opposition. But when I analysed that um, with Ben Davis before, he was often isolated on the left. Often isolated because Son wasn't always at home. And that's fine because Son got the licence to roam. But... Ben only off, like, usually had one option inside. Mm -hmm. And I think he was always trying to pass it and then get beyond, do a one-two and receive the other side of the um, opponent because he knows with pace he couldn't beat that opponent. Dribbling, he's not going to beat that opponent. So I think he wasn't careful with the pass. And I mean, no real excuse because he's a professional. He should know how to pass the ball. Yeah. But I feel like he was often isolated and there was only one true option for him but where he's playing as a centre-back and he has an option out wide to the left and several options inside I think he's a bit more comfortable a bit more confident on the ball and he doesn't necessarily have a one-to-one battle because he's actually surprising people by carrying a ball forward at times nobody knows who to nobody knows who's marking him he's overloading um, the opposition because no one's running back with him. So I think he's actually winning and Conte did a similar thing with Aspilicueta yeah. at Chelsea but on the other side. Yeah. And somebody who wasn't really a fan favourite at the time, someone who wasn't really setting the world alight at right back yeah. but someone who's actually was a key component to Chelsea's recent success. Listen, we spoke about this earlier off air. You play your best ball when you're relaxed. And where he's playing now, he is relaxed. A hundred. Yeah, Yeah, he's got two two people to cover him in his role. There's a left back, as you you said, and there's a right back. You know what I mean? Or right wing back. He's comfy that he hasn't, you know, got any major issues, any major people that he has to pick up. When he does, there's five of them. You know, plus two holding um, defenders. He is relaxed, bro. He can go up, relax. He's not too worried about defending. You know, maybe a man's dropped into covering. Maybe the man's supporting him. He's just relaxed. So now, as you said, he's got more options. And when you're relaxed, you can play football. Even though his ball to Son was a bit heavy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It was a bit heavy. He had but, to evade the, the defenders. He had to do it hard to evade the defenders. And Son was supposed to take it one touch in this stride like he did and finish like he did. Yeah, well, you know what? He adjusted his feet really quickly because I think he controlled it quite close underneath him. 
and yeah. then uh, adjusted his feet as uh, quality players can do. So, but yeah, you know, I've got nothing to say about him at the moment, other than you know he's been given a position that I think suits him. I think being relaxed playing football means that you're gonna you know you can get the best out of someone, and if he couldn't do it in this structure in this system, then mate. I've been calling for his head for ages. And I know a lot of people say, oh, he's made the scapegoat. No, not really. No, not really. So Ben Davies is now prime Maldini, which yeah. we love. No, all serious, no. You, you touched on a very good point, and we did speak about that off air. Relaxed, right? And when you are relaxed, and Ben Davies clearly is relaxed. He's played there for Wales several times. He has actually played there for Spurs under Poch. I can't, don't think under Jose, because I don't think we played five under Jose, not often anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does know the role, it does suit him better. Yeah. Um, somebody who's not so relaxed on the ball, or relaxed in general, it seems, in a Spurs shirt at the moment, is Jaffet Tanganga. We're killing him. Uh, we're killing him. Free Why are we killing him, Lira? Free Tanganga. Because he's, <laughs> he's not a right, but he's not a right wing back, bro. Like that, if you, um, in one of those groups that we're in, we were talking about this pressing thing, and I don't understand why people talk about Spurs and pressing. It's never going to happen. No. No, I can't say. We haven't, listen, we haven't got the players to press. We haven't got the fitness to press. Mm-hmm. They haven't, a lot of those players at the age, like Kane, the desire to press isn't there. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's three players over 28 in our forward, no, three players, all three players in our forward line of 28 or over. Right. And we're getting it from Lucas, we're getting it from uh, Son, and yes, Kane is joining in, but I think it uses a lot of his energy. Do you know what I mean? He's not mm-hmm. a free runner, he's a laboured runner, always has been. Yeah. Yeah? Um, so, for me, this whole, when we was playing, when we played against Norwich, now for me, now if you're playing free at the back, your left wing back and your right wing back should be slightly ahead of your three fullbacks when defending, right? Till they pick up their man, then they start dropping. Do you understand? To make the mm-hmm. five. But they literally sit. They don't... There should never be a flat back five. No, no. They should be part of the press. If you look at Liverpool, who do it one of the best in Europe exactly. over the last four or five years. Robertson and um, Trent are part of the press. So they are a couple of, you know, men or, or let's say feet ahead of the back three. There's three of them. You don't, you know what I mean? They could cover yeah. the width. So for me, when I was watching that game, what would happen was, uh, Norris start playing out, uh, Kane and that press, then you get the fourth and fifth man for them, touching the touchlines. So they touch the touchlines, receive the ball, we've no longer got anyone on them. What was the next thing that you saw happen? Tanganga bombing up. Mate, why are you bombing up? Exactly. So he doesn't understand that uh, five at the back. And I'm not saying that he won't get it or he can't get it, but he's not even being instructed by the three at the back because that system isn't something that they're used to. So for Sanchez to say, yo, yo, what are you doing next to me? Squeeze up, man. I've got my man. He's not doing it. So then Jaffet's then running up to squeeze up my man, it's too late. You know, like, he's now had enough time and got enough space to pass that ball. So that press isn't working. So for me, 
Jaffa in that position doesn't work. It just doesn't work because he doesn't understand it. You know what I mean? If he understood it, then I think we'd have more good games than bad games out of him, to be honest. So that's why I'm saying free Tanganga, man. So for him to go where? Right-sided centre-half in the system? Well, on the bench at the moment. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, just unshackle him, man, because I just think... Do you know what, then? In fact, I say free him to say, do you know what? Don't worry about defending until you're called. So Could if you're be gonna, too late. No, not really, because think about it. It's a shuffle of four. Cover, yeah. How many strikers have they got, you know... You, you're gonna. They shouldn't be overloading us with two uh, holding. Okay, so we've got one in there. So say one uh, skip just went on the attack. We should have at least one there and thereabouts. Then Dyer, Sanchez, and Davies, and whoever is um, uh, Reggie, if he was there, or um, Cess. Cess. So why should he stay at home? It's not 40 40 all in. And this <laughs> 40, 40. is. No, it's not. And this is why um, part of it was like, oh, maybe they're not fit enough. So he, he does that, you know, uh, reserve and then yeah. explode. So that's why they sit deeper back. But I'm always seeing him pushing them up, pushing them up, pushing them up. You cannot play that system with those two so deep. Do you know what I mean? And yes, I get it. The left-hand side's bombing to the right-hand side stays at home. But you don't have to be 40-40 all in. You can be slightly advanced. Well, I don't think the system means that both should stay at home. Sorry to cut you. I don't think yeah. the system means that at all. I think you, you, you should be... You've seen it, and I keep on using Liverpool because they're the best exponents of it. Yeah. Full-backs crossing to full-backs, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. Th that's what's happening often in, in that system. Maybe it's an overhit cross, or maybe he's just a free man at the back post. And... That's ultimately where you want to get to. And the fitness needs to be there to be up and down and they need to be comfortable going forward. And we spoke about Reggie last week because Reggie, Conte said to him, you need to have a mentality of a striker. And I'm yep. sure he's saying that to the other fullback. Yep. Royale is high. Royale is higher than Tanganga when he plays that role. And that's because obviously he's a bit more accustomed to it. Doherty was looking for a 1-2 when he slipped the ball to Kane and Kane did that shot. Um, that cruel saved load to his left-hand side. But if you look at what happened afterwards, Doherty was the furthest man forward waiting for the ball to spill out into his path. It's a bit like when Regulon scored his goal. So he's got that mentality. I don't think Tanganga has that mentality or understands it just yet. He's always no, been defensive-minded. Very cautious-looking yeah. boy, yeah. to be fair to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, he don't. And, you don't understand yeah. cheating. That's cool. They call it overload. I call it cheating. Like, that's what you used to do, isn't it? You stay out there and cheat. You get what I, That's what we used to yeah. say, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, for now, we're saying, you're saying bench. I'm going to say, um, be politically correct with it and say, right side is centre-half. Um, but he has to get past Sanchez and yeah. Romero when he returns in order to play there, it seems. So... Yeah, no, but I think what Sanchez has kind of got on his size side is size and I regardless of the mistake and we know it's going to come um you know I think he gives us that extra bit of pace um it gives us that extra bit of height and um I think people kind of 
they won't match up on, other than his mistakes, they won't really try and match up on a one-on-one with him because they know that majority of the times, if, especially if he's concentrated, he should win that. Do you know what I mean? And I think Jaffet's size and inexperience, I think they don't mind matching up on him. And you did say uh, Royal uh, is in more of an advanced position, which he is. But you notice, go back and watch the Leeds game. In the first half, he was in an advanced position, but he never went much further than the uh, than the halfway. Do you know what I mean? In the first half. Yeah, both of them, though. Both him and Reggie, they had to be told to go forward. Yeah. Bro, is that not... Is the manager not telling you what you're going to do in the in the change? Room? I don't know. I don't know. That's what that was my criticism. Why did it take a half for Conte to get it right? He told him to stay First at home. Game. He told him to stay at home. I don't care what anyone says. Because must have. He must have told him to stay at home. Because if I'm the manager and I want you high and I see that I am clarting and all sorts of things, <laughs> like, I don't care if you understand it or not, I am telling you. You what. will understand it. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? And just kind of ushering the team up. Do you know what? Saying that, like, while I've got this in my head, I love the way that we're actually learning how to keep a shape, though. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. I think that is so exquisite. I haven't seen that in the Spurs side since Poch. We actually know how to keep a shape. Oh, we couldn't go a pod without mentioning Poch. Oh, Poch by Nino, I meant. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I haven't mentioned it to you or Kovna, but uh, it's one of my secret. pet peeves. In the whole Spurs society is we need to get over Poch. We need to be over Poch and let him go. No, no, we that's fine. And that's, that's fair. But equally... If I'm going to reference something, I know I have to. Yeah. I'm going to give him a new name. Like <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it, it was just a reference that I needed at the end of the day because I haven't seen uh, a Spurs side keep not even just keep a formation, work a formation. So they drop together, they press. You don't know a soul called press together. They've actually got a balance to the actual team shape. And yeah. it's not too drop off. And I was like, I watched someone say, I was actually seriously surprised by what I saw in that respect. I'm not saying it's the greatest of the great and it could defend against Liverpool, but at least it shows understanding. And that's where you got to start, right? Yes. That's where you got to start. Yes. For sure. So before we get out of here, yeah. I mean, we've got to do new cities. Yeah. Um, but. In a sentence, in a sentence, should we be worried about Harry Kane? What do you mean, worried about him leaving? Worried about his form? Worried about him which way? Worried about his form. You touched on it earlier, but he's only scored one league goal this season. Should we be worried about him for Spurs for the rest of the season? You know why we shouldn't be worried about him? Because there should be a plan... And he should be on the way out, and we should have Dushon, um, Valovic. Yeah, on the way in, because he would definitely get that press going, and he would get us goals. I think, yeah, we shouldn't be worried about him. We should be looking to at him. Like what? I don't know what Spurs supporter is still looking to hold on to my man, bruv. He is so. Not, uh, 20, 20, 2019, 2020, like, done. 
done, done, done. For me, he, he's older. He needs a team that dominate the ball. He doesn't want to be at Spurs. Let's get some decent money for him. Let's not worry about him. And let's honestly say goodbye to him. Yes, he's going to be a superstar at Man City, but we should be worried about him. We've got to move on, just like Pooch. Pooch, <laughs> that's his new name. <laughs> to coin a phrase from Love Island, his head has been turned. Yes. Um, it has been turned indeed. Somebody else's head who has been turned could be Kobner. Where are you at, Kobner, my friend? Where are you at? Um, so, Lero, you're going to have to work out where these new cities are right, in Kobner's cool. absence. I've got my um, phone ready. Let's go. Um, shout to Hazard, the city of or town of Hazard. Do you have a clue where Hazard could be? I'm going to have to press you. I'm gonna I have think to it's press. somewhere like Greece or... In that kind of region of the world? Nope, it is in Kentucky, United States. Mate, what's wrong with them? I, they've got every name. Now. Every name. Big, big country. Sorry, guys. Dundalk, Dundalk. Scotland. It does sound like Scotland or Ireland, but again, it is in MD, which we... Is Maryland in the States as well. So shout out to you guys, Hazard and Dundalk. Hi over there, on the other side of the <laughs> pond. And... The city or town of Ming, Minsk. Minsk. Minsk with a K. M-I-N-S-K. Minsk. Romania. I would say close. I don't want to sound racist, but it's Belarus. So that's way in Europe. Okay, cool. cool. So... Welcome, Shout guys. Shout out to you guys. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Shout out to you guys. Um, I think that's the first from Belarus, maybe a second. Um, but we get a lot of love in the States. And I was yeah. just doing another podcast, I must admit, and they were explaining why we get a lot of love in the States. So it's good. It's good. Thank you, guys, for following Thank us. You. Thank you. And listening to us. And if you like what you hear, you know what to do. Follow us at Shelf Pod, where I often go on a rant and a tangent. Um... Listen to us anywhere podcasts are played, um, especially iTunes. If you can go on there and leave a five-star review because we only give you five-star content. That's true. Um, yeah, just like, subscribe, review, do all that good Share. stuff that podcasters tell you to do, please. Share everything. Just, just, yeah, just get it out there, man. Let's just, let's do people power. Let's show how we can make something big, something that's positive, something with the content that's good. Let's show how we as people can make it big. Share, get people to follow, get people to share. Yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yep. Come on. Got Big Bad Lero on here. And whilst <laughs> you're here, Lero, can yep. you do that thing that we ask you to do every week? Because it's good night from me. And good night from me. And Lero, run the outro. Side with the show, 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 side with the show